Hi, and welcome to Wasted Takes episode 148, which is, of course, the year that Rome celebrated their 900th anniversary. Little history. Wow. Yeah. I am Trey, joined, as always, by Tucker and Cam. Dylan is away for the evening. Uh, He's celebrating his fourth anniversary with uh, the unofficial fifth member of Wasted Takes, Linnea. Let's uh let's give it let's clap it up real quick. Congratulations. Uh so he will not be joining us tonight. He also disclosed to me that he did not watch a down of football this week. And uh yeah, so so you know, he wasn't gonna be very insightful anyways, figured give him the night off, enjoy his time. But uh how are we doing, gentlemen? Living the dream. I myself am battling through a sore throat right now. I am playing through injury. Um, so I'm probably not going to be able to talk as much as I usually do, which will probably be good for the show. So, um, I'm all for it. Uh, winners and losers. I don't really think I have any winners or losers outside the poll this week. Um, we do have a loser. What would that be? It would be me. Oh, the, the lock of the year was in, in shambles this week. I will say, I, I think there needs to be an asterisk next to, next to this loss. I mean, so Tucker, this is twice now where you have picked games that didn't exist. Yeah, no, but I think this one needs to be an asterisk. I think we can all accept that. No, not one of us will accept it, I don't think. I think this I think is a loss. I will accept that, and that's all that really matters. So, so you picked the Chargers, what, against the Bears for some reason? Yeah, which wasn't a game, so I don't think we can count that as a but, and there is there is proof in text saying whatever bears suck. Yeah, it was like it was again. It was a whatever. It wasn't like a. It wasn't like a. This is my lock of the year. This this isn't what I was talking about. This isn't what I was excited about. You know, it's. I think it needs to be like separate from the, my lock of the years, which takes a lot of research and passion put into it. It doesn't take that much research because twice now you have delivered games that do, didn't exist. <laughs> Yeah, well, where did I, you my, get this I line? Number, I put the numbers into the system, and it was showing me that the Chargers <laughs> should be way more favored, which they should have been if they were playing. They just happened to not be playing that game. Where did you get this line from? I don't know. I don't know where it came from. I don't know how I got it. I don't know if my book fucked up or if it was just me. Like so what's but, the official uh, record right now? What is it? Five and f- five and three? Six and four, I believe. Gotta be four and five or something. No, because he rattled off five, five straight. Four. Yeah, I rattled off five straight. So it's five and four. We'll go back. We'll go back and check. Well, right. no, it's five. There's five wins. Like, there's no doubt about it. Now, I said last week that I was going to jump on board with your pick. I didn't end up doing it because your pick didn't exist. Yeah, no, that's fair. I wouldn't have jumped on board with my pick either. Again, it wasn't a real lock of the year. I think that needs to be taken into account. It was a, uh, what did you, you classified it as lock of the month or something else? Um, Yeah, lock of the month. Well... That's a that's a tough L to take, Tucker. You were hot, and you know you flew too close to the sun. You flew too close to the sun, and it blinded you. I think is what happened. You just got blinded. 
Yeah, maybe that was it. Um, Cam, you got any winners and losers? Big loser for you. You didn't. Your team didn't play this week. Not a loser for me, but uh, no, I don't have anything else. Did, who won the bowl? I didn't even check. Not me. Did um, Dylan with his take that is one of the more ways to takes we've seen on the show that um, Kanye West orchestrated the firing of Ime Udoka. For what reason? We don't know. But he had Jalen Brown. I don't think he knew, if I'm being honest. <laughs> he had Jalen Brown rat on Ime Udoka and got him fired for some unknown reason. Um, so Dylan takes the point there. He moves into third. Tucker, you drop the last. So um, a couple weeks to go. Cam, I don't think you might be out of it now. I don't know. You, you're probably going to have to win every single one from here on out. What am I down by? Seven? Eight. Eight. Two months. Oh, it's just not enough. Well, when did we start this thing? Jan- third week of January or something? No. Um, we hold the Wasties around December 20th, give or take. And so it's the next week after. It's the week after Christmas. Yeah, I think that's it. That's chalk unless there's a point. Somehow, by I don't know. It could happen. It could happen. A lot of things need to swing your way. We create new rules every <laughs> once in a while to help us. You never know. I could I could have a major f up, f up in this show and be deemed to lose a point. So could happen. You never know. Um, other than could that, die. I could die. Would you strip me of my points if I died? I think I automatically have to win if I died. No, it'd be an asterisk. That that I give you an asterisk. Okay. Because ultimately to, you're the biggest loser. I, I'll try to stay healthy because I'm I'm not feeling great right now, to be honest. Stay clear of, of the Grim Reaper. I will try my best. Um, all right. Other than that, I don't think that was a very eventful week for our takes. Um, Red Sox came out and said their priority is to sign Xander Bogart, so I might take an L there. They said he was out. Um, Judge got his qualifying offer too, so uh, but I don't know. Other than that, I, I can't really think of anything. So if we want to just jump into waste of takes, I believe Cam wanted to lead it off today. Didn't need to lead off, but I do have one locked and loaded, ready to go. It's mid-season, boys. Um, I believe it marks the mid-season football this uh, this past week or this during the whatever you want to call it. Um, it's been flying by. And I, um, there's a couple things that always happen midseason. Teams turn it around. Brady decides to start playing football. Um, all these things. There's one guy in particular that um, he he was very notable last season, beginning of the season, and he's been making an even bigger impact this season, beginning of the season. But last year, something kind of fell off. The wheels fell off. Um, almost like he stopped trying, and that's Matthew Judon. Um, he's leading the league in sacks by at least two now. I think he's got like 12 and a half, I think it's more. I think it's 11 and a half to eight and a half is the second. Yeah, second place guy. it's something like that. Um, it's it's good. He's gotten you to five and four. It's too bad that it's going to end. Um, midway through the season, he's done trying. He's He's got his sacks for the year. He's happy with it. And now he just stops learning. He stops knowing how to play the game of football. Uh, it happened last year. And I'm going to predict that it happens again. My my 
ultimate take is that Matthew Judon will have three or less sacks for the remainder of the season. Um, so there's definitely precedent to this, like you said. Um, it was a point of a lot of anger for me last uh, year when the the Patriots had the one seed and they're trying to push down the stretch and he disappeared and he cannot disappear because he's far and away their best player. I'm gonna optimistically disagree with you because he made he 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 really took it on himself. Last year, he said, hey, I just ran out of gas. Like, I understand I didn't produce in the back half of the year. That can't happen, especially when we're, when we're making a playoff push. Um, so he said he did a lot of work on his conditioning. Um, and you look at some of the teams that they're going to play towards the end of the season. Um, I read a stat today that the Patriots have played uh, the 31st easiest schedule based on defensive uh, DVOA, which like takes into a bunch of stats into account, but they are the second easiest schedule based on playing against easy. Uh, wait, this is irrelevant. I'm losing my. Never mind. That's irrelevant. I don't know why I even brought that up. I, I got my sides of the ball confused. But the the point is, they're playing some pretty pretty bad offenses um, moving forward. They've got the Jets. They've got going forward. They're not. They're playing the. They have the Bills twice still. They have the Vikings. They have the. They have some good teams. Yeah, they do. They definitely do. But they also have some bad teams in there. Um, like I said, they have the Jets, whose offense has looked rough at times. They have the Cardinals, who are a disaster. Um, and I think he's going to get more than three. I think my hope is I'm optimistically disagreeing because this totally could happen. Totally could. It was about this time last year where he just petered off and was nothing for the entire back half of the season. But um, I think he's gonna gonna work through it this year. He's worked on his conditioning. We'll see if he was BSing about that or not. And I think he will be able to uh, to hold on to to that sack title. I'm hoping that'd be very nice to have in a season where a lot of things aren't going extremely well. This take came up because it was just too good. And it was halfway through the season, and you just had three sacks in this league. It's exactly what happened last year. I agree. Tucker has dipped out twice during this conversation. I don't know what's going on with him. Hates um, to take a lot, apparently. Hates Couldn't to take, bailed out. Um, computer's probably dying. I think he said he left his uh, charger in the car, um, which is unfortunate because I'm still trying to come up with a way to take. Um, well, in the meantime... I will um, let the fans know. I will be reporting live from Nashville this week for an irrelevant game between the Titans and the Broncos. Don't know if I'm going to go to the game. I'm going to try to. i try to get some standing room only tickets. Um, if I can find something like 50 bucks, that'd be nice. Um, don't know how. Maybe the Titans just pack it, pack a crowd because the tickets right now are like $150, the cheapest ones. And I don't think that's realistic at all. I don't think that should be a thing. I get it. It's Nashville, and it's a big city. I guess there's a lot of people, but I don't know. It's the Broncos. Russ might not even be playing. I, I think it's stupid. All right. I've got a take. Just came up with it out of, out of, during that little spiel. I agree with you. NFL tickets are stupid how pricey they are. Um, Tucker's computer is gone, he, he said. Um, so we might be two-manning it from now on, Cam. Um, so 
Um, I don't know if you saw this, but LeBron James has been in the the news a lot this week. He uh, came out and said how uh, he was listening to Migos before they were called Migos back in 2010 when he was with the Heat. Uh, the crazy thing is they didn't form until 2011. Just a classic LeBron fraudulent uh, word, fraudulent speech. Um, Liars. He, he has said things Liar. before. He has said things before in the past, such as um, I knew Kobe was going to drop his 81 points before the game. I just said it out loud to my friends. I said, he's going to drop at least 70 tonight. I don't think that happened, LeBron, but irrelevant. I'm going on a 10. That's my favorite quote. That's my favorite saying. Yeah, that's my favorite saying. I, I, yeah, that compilation. Cam sent us a compilation of him lying. Hysterical. It wasn't um, me, but I watched it. Oh, maybe maybe it was Dylan or Tucker, but the other one was when he bought the he, who did he buy like Arsenal or Liverpool or some team over there, and they kept asking him about, oh, did you see the goal last night? Oh yeah, no, I heard about it, man. That was awesome. I didn't get a chance to see it, but. <laughs> and he's also always walked in with a book. Uh, a few times he's walked in with a book, and he's been on like the first page of the book every time. He's like read The Godfather like four times and he's always like on the first page and they're like, hey, can you give us a quote? And he's like, oh man, there's just so many good ones. You can pick one. It's like, okay. Anyways, he's a fraud. We all know this. So LeBron comes out and uh, tweets, I think either today or yesterday, I can't remember, that um, Kyrie's being railroaded. It's not fair what's happening to Kyrie. Uh, He shouldn't be punished for sharing a, a, a tweet. Um, I got to look up what exactly he said. Um, but he came out in defense of Kyrie Irving. Um, he said he apologized. The, the repercussions that he's getting for this are way over overblown or something. Like yeah. That. He said, I told you guys, I don't believe in sharing hurtful information. Well then a one you're out on Kyrie because that's exactly what he did. Um, and I'll continue to be that way, but Kyrie apologized, and you should be able to play. That's what I think. It's that simple. Help him learn, but he should be playing. What he's asked to do to get back on the floor, I think, is excessive, in my opinion. He's not the person that's being portrayed of him. Always back. Anyways, back to my rehab session. So he's been. He's getting. He's a lot of people in his replies are like kind of agreeing with him. I think it's more of the uh, radical crowd that are agreeing with him, um, but. From what I can, I've seen Kyrie has not apologized. Really, he was like, "I, I'm sorry that I made the mistake of sharing the link." He didn't say, and and they said, "Do you think the Holocaust happened?" He's like, eh, "Well, I don't know. I, I feel bad the way Jewish people were portraying it." Blah blah blah. So he hasn't really apologized. A. Basically, the whole point I'm getting to is the Lakers are a trash heap, right? They suck. LeBron's pissed at everybody. He's even getting pissed at AD now. There's some. Some video of him just looking at AD like he wants to kill him. Um, we all know he doesn't like Russell Westbrook. Um, so the take for me is that this guy's becoming too much of a handful for the Nets to deal with. He will be a Los Angeles Laker by the trade deadline. Um, Kyrie's going to LA to join his uh, buddy LeBron, and they can yuck it up about how um, they're not hateful people, even though. One of them is sharing anti-Semitic videos. Kyrie's going to the Lakers. That's the take. Actually, it makes it makes too much sense. I mean, you can never can never be too 
build too big of a super team when it's LeBron. He's going to do everything in his power to get the best players, even though they just it's not working anymore, which I love. But uh, to the Kyrie, just the, the tweet in general, I think it's so dumb. He, LeBron tweets without reading anything or looking into anything, um, and he's done it in the past. Like Kyrie, like you said, his apology was like when your girlfriend's mad at you and you said, "I'm like, I'm sorry that you're mad at me." Yeah, that was the apology. And I think, I mean, he's saying that what he's asked to do is too much for for what he said or what he did. Like, what is he asked to do? Not play five games and apologize, and but he has to like. Take a sensitivity donate. course and like meet with the league and uh, donate, donate money. To, he has to donate to to a hate, anti hate organization, which has he ever donated to anything ever anyway? I don't know. It's not a donation to the league even. It's not like it's a fine. It's a donation to some a decent cause. Um, so yeah, I I think all roads probably lead that way. I can see. It. Um, Tucker, welcome back. Uh, let's get your thoughts on my take, and then you can follow that up with your thoughts on Cam's take. On yeah, Matt sorry, I don't really know what happened there. Um, Imperia shut the bed. Um, but, yeah, Kyrie, I mean, he just hasn't, I don't think he feels bad. I don't think he believes he's wrong. That's the crazy part about him right now is I don't think, I think, Kyrie feels he's been wrong, which is just a crazy thought to have. But from everything, it doesn't feel like he thinks anything other than that he's been mistreated by the league. Um, but, yeah, I, I definitely share a lot of your thoughts, Trey, on the fact that... But, sorry, I'm just going to get to the take, though. Um... Kyrie to the Lakers, hate it. I don't think it'll happen. Um, I feel like LeBron at this point is looking at like what's best for LeBron, and probably lining yourself with Kyrie isn't the best move. Um, I think that's why he's doing it. His trade value is right now. I imagine it's still pretty high, and the Lakers don't feel like they have much in terms of value to trade. Um, so yeah. That's my thoughts on it. Um, but yeah, I don't see him going. I see him going somewhere, but I just don't think the Lakers have anything to trade. I think even though he's a piece of shit, his trade value is still high because he's really good at basketball. Um, thoughts on the Matt Judon take from Cam? Yeah, I'm cautious. I have to be optimistic. That's just my whole personality. Um, but, yeah, I think Matthew Judon's a stud. Hopefully he'll keep it up. I don't really know where his offensive line is at right now, but I believe in him. Um, all right. Do you have a take for us? I do. Mine is about the NFC and the state of the NFC, and that's in shambles. Um, I don't really see outside of the Eagles a good team. I don't believe in the Eagles though I feel like they're so good I like this is a team that feels like they could go 17-0 during the season and so that's why I think they're going out first round of the wild card and I think that the Vikings are going to be the Super Bowl NFC 
Super Bowl contenders. They're not going to be in the, they're not going to win the Super Bowl, but I think they're going to make it to the Super Bowl out of this NFC. I just, I think this team's really good right now. I think they're getting, I don't know why they're getting overlooked, but like everyone, even at seven and one, people are still talking shit about them. This team's good through and through, offense and defense. Their coach is going to win coach of the year. Unless Dable wins it. Um, but yeah, I really like the Vikings right now. Does uh, you take the Eagles are going to lose in the first round and the Vikings are going to make the Super Bowl or just the Vikings? Just the Vikings are going to win, the, make it to the Super, make it to the Super Bowl. Okay, I like the other one better. Sirianni also, I mean, if they go 17 0, Sirianni has to win to coach the Yeah, Eagles. that's fair. There's a lot of, I, the coach of the year is going to go to like 12 different coaches. Yeah, I mean, if there was a year for the Vikings to do it, it would, it would be this year. Unfortunately, that re- would require Kirk Cousins playing in a game where there's no other games on. Um, and it's a good point. I didn't take that into account. It may not be considered prime time, but if Kirk Cousins plays, in, that's that's not the curse. I don't know if you guys knew this. Prime time is not his curse. It's when there's no other games on. So most of the time that's prime time. But for example, the 9:30 game this year in London, he was the only game stunk. So he needs the he need, he can't have pressure of being the only one that people are watching because he knows everyone's watching him. He needs another game going on at the same time, or else he's not going to win. That's a side note. Vikings are not making the Super Bowl. So, um, my fraud of the week is the Vikings. By the way, um, I looked at their schedule, and they haven't beaten anybody outside of the Dolphins, and I think that might have been when Tua was out. Right? It was October sixteenth. They beat them twenty-four to sixteen. I don't know. Yes, Tua has lost a game this year. Yeah. So they <laughs> they beat they have beaten they lost they have beaten the Packers, who now we know are bad. Packers are very bad. They lost to the Eagles. They beat the Lions, barely. Very bad team. They beat the Saints, who stink. They beat the Bears before they started to get good. The Bears have turned it around a little bit, but they kind of stunk to start the season. They beat the Dolphins without Tua. They beat the Cardinals, who stink. And they beat And they squeaked by the Commanders this week, who stink. Um, I think this team's kind of fraudulent. I'm a Viking hater, so take that into account. I don't think they're good. I think Kirk Cousins stinks, which is really sad because I think that kind of is Mac Jones' ceiling now, Kirk Cousins. Um, but I think he stinks, um, and I don't see it. I think they fall apart. Let's look at their schedule. They're, they're I mean, they're getting some breaks here. So they're playing the Bills this weekend. Probably without Josh Allen, considering he didn't practice again today. Uh, then they've got the Cowboys. I didn't know Josh Allen was going to be out. Yeah. Now they've, then they've got the Cowboys after that, which will be a good measuring stick. Then they've got the Patriots, who they'll smoke. Then they've got the Jets, who could be another interesting one. Then they've got Lions, Colts, Giants, Packers, Bears. So they have a stronger back half of their schedule. They have to play the Cowboys, the Patriots, who can be frisky. You never know on Thanksgiving Day. The Jets, who have been pretty decent. And the These Jets. are the Patriots are playing on Thanksgiving Day? Yes. At Thanksgiving night, 820. Um, I did not know that. 
We'll be watching together, and I'll be in your ear about how much this team stinks. Um, and the Giants. Which team? The Patriots. <laughs> I both well, ones your front of the week, one the Patriots. I was like, this could be either team. Oh, I hate I hate both the teams. Giants. The Giants will be a good game. That's Christmas Eve. So I mean, they've got a tougher back half from what it looks like. Um, I don't know. I just don't think this team has it. Uh, we'll see. Like I said, like Cam said, primetime Kirk or lights on Kirk, whatever you want to deem it. He's not good in games where he has the pressure on him. And I think that they're going to face some of that pressure with them being at 6-1 and one right now. So I don't see it happening. I think they, they bounce early in the playoffs. Um, as far as the Eagles go, I don't think they'll go undefeated. I think they'll at least drop one game to the Giants. Um, and if they do, I mean, I don't – I don't see how the momentum could stop them from, from going into the Super Bowl. But I guess we'll see. Um, all right. Let's move on to some topics. Fraud of the Week. I just well, – uh, Go ahead. I was going to say, what about Fraud of the Week? But you're already on it. Well, yeah. I, we did Fraud of the Week. Uh, we have Fraud of the Week on the list. I gave mine. It's the Minnesota Vikings for all the reasons I just listed. They haven't really beaten any good teams, and they kind of have struggled. Um, against some of the weaker teams in the league. So they're my frauds. Um, Tucker, you got a fraud? I do. And my fraud of the week is hard to even consider a fraud of the week because he's never been that great. It's Cliff Kingsbury. There's no reason why this team shouldn't be good. They have a list of stars on this team, and they are just bad. They don't win games ever. And Cliff Kingsbury is lost at every single level and just keeps getting better jobs. And he has the same factor that Jimmy G has, which is the handsome factor. Um, I mean, they're just – he's a handsome guy, and so people are just like, eh, I guess it's fine. Like, people just look past the fact that they're bad at their job because they're handsome. And that's what Cliff Kingsbury has. Uh, I, I I agree with you in the fact that he's bad. Uh, again, it's tough to call him fraud because I don't think he was ever good. People like hyped him up when he came into the league, but since then he's been pretty disappointing. I think this will be his last year. I think there's no chance that he is still there next year. He's terrible. Um, Cam. Yeah, I think I think it's very fair to call him the fraud, not just because he's never been good, but because of the talent that he's had that he hasn't been good. If you have the guys around you that can do the job and you're not making it happen, you're a fraud in all, all senses of the word. And he once made he made it to the playoffs, what, two years ago, last year, something? Yeah, last year he got blown out by the Rams in the playoffs. Um, I think it's a handsome factor. I think he he's um, – did he have Patrick Mahomes at Texas Tech? Yes, he did. Yeah, exactly. They saw, oh, my God, this guy is – was a QB coach once, and then he's a head coach when Patrick Mahomes is there. He must have something to do with that. And then he gets the first overall pick and drafts Kyler Murray, who's been decent. And, yeah, now they're overlooking the actual skills with the looks. I 100% agree. And with that being oh, go ahead, Trey. No, there no, I gave mine. Yeah, that being said, my throw of the week is um, Hurricane Nicole. And... I don't know if you guys saw Hurricane Nicole was supposed to come through South Florida this week. 
and um, I went to the pool the last two days. Right? Sunny, no rain, beautiful out, barely any wind. I cooked on the grill today. Supposed to get a huge hurricane. People are freaking out about missing flights. School was canceled for yesterday and today. It rained maybe two inches, if that. I was asleep. I went to the pool. I had a great day. I got tan a little bit. Um, whether you want to call it the actual hurricane itself, can't we call it a hurricane fraud? I guess let's call it weathermen. Weathermen, forecasters, all of them frauds. Don't scare tactic people. Everybody's taking all the water, the toilet paper. No hurricane coming. If there's not a hurricane, just say there's no hurricane so people don't start freaking out. Um, weathermen, all of them frauds. I hate weathermen, dude. I, I say all the time I should have just been a weatherman because you could just go into work and make stuff up and you get paid. It's fantastic. Um, all right, let's move on to some of this week's uh, events. Um, obviously, the Giants had their bye, so they will not be too much covered. I will. I do think we should give about a mid-season report card for both our teams, considering the Giants just had the bye and the Patriots are going into the bye. Um, but we'll start with the Patriots beating the Colts in pretty convincing fashion, but I don't think it, anyone would say it was a good game um, for New England uh, offensively. Uh, defense and special teams, they were they were really solid. Um, I'm kind of at the point with this team where I think you kind I, I'm kind of out on the season. I think the best case scenario right now is to make it to the wild card and lose um, again, which I honestly, I hope they do because I do think it's good for the team to continue to grow and to continue to win. Um, but for me, it's just like, I almost would rather they just lose out so someone can be fired, whether it's Matt Patricia or Joe Judge or Bill Belichick himself. Something needs to change in the coaching sphere because this offense has regressed in every statistical category. Um, I was looking at some stats today um, based on where they were last year, and they have they have a worse run average. They have a worse passing game. They have more turnovers. They, they're worse in literally every category offensively. They, the offense has 100% regressed. It is totally broken. I don't really know what's wrong with it at this point. I don't know if it's if, – I think it's a combination of the play calling. I think Mac is – something's wrong with him. I don't know what it is. And I, I, I just kind of want to chalk this back this year up as a sophomore slump and say get right. Like figure out what's going on. Come back next year and start to start to build. Um, I'm not out on him yet. I'm not ready to give up on him yet. Um, but I think that he there's something not right. His 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 footwork is bad, and I think he's afraid of making mistakes. I think he's really. I think that Bailey Zappi stuff really scared him, and he just doesn't want to make any mistakes. So he's not willing to take any any sort of risks or anything like that. Um, he missed some bad passes this week. Didn't throw any picks, but missed some bad passes. Uh, the offensive line is a disaster. Half- Ramondre Stevenson's our only bright spot, and the only reason he gets running yards is because he makes men miss at the line of scrimmage. If they, they don't block for him at all. It's either he goes down for a loss or at the at the goal at the line of scrimmage, or he takes it 15 yards. So um, I don't know what's going on with the receivers. They're having trouble getting open again. Uh, the offense is broken. The defense is is has been great against really subpar competition. I mean, they beat up on Sam Ellinger. They beat up on Zach Wilson. They beat up on Jared Goff. 
they beat up on Jacoby Brissett. But um, you look at some of the better quarterbacks they've played this year, Tua, um, Justin Fields, who is starting more and more to become a legitimate quarterback, uh, Aaron Rodgers, who's having a terrible year, but still a legitimate quarterback, um, they, they lose. So if, you know, looking at their schedule the rest of the way, if they're not playing a legitimate quarterback, I like them in the game. I like them next week against the Jets. I think they can confuse the Jets again. Um, but at this point, I think something seriously is broken in the, off- the offense, and I think they need to take these two weeks and, and try to make a change, try to figure something else out because this clearly isn't working. And uh, they're not, you know, if they, best case scenario, play great for the rest of the season and make it to the playoffs, they're not going to be able to beat these teams by scoring 10, 10 to 20 points. Um, they have one offensive touchdown in the last two games. They had a nice punt block that set them up on a two-yard drive. They only entered uh, Colts territory on offense twice. Um, so they, there's something wrong, and they got to fix it. But I'm happy to get the win. I expected to. This this Colts team is a joke. Um, I was really high on them to start the season. and Boy, was I wrong. Um Tucker, how did you feel about that that win Sunday? Um, yeah, so, I mean, the defense was fantastic. I was super impressed by the defense. Um, but the offense wasn't good, and I think we all know that. Um, definitely a lot to be desired. Um, but, again, they did what they needed. They didn't make mistakes. They did what they needed. They in turn the ball over as much as they could have, which is a big sore spot. I mean, the fact that we're number one in takeaways and giveaways this season is definitely a strange thing. You don't really see that often. Um, But I'm a big fan of the Patriots defense right now. Is is it Steve Belichick doing the play calling on defense? Yeah. I felt like he's been doing a pretty good job, do you think? So, Trey, I'm curious what your thoughts on Steve is right now. Um, I don't really know. I don't know as much about defensive play calling. Um, I think defense is a lot more about the skill you put out on the field. I think it is important to know what you're running and, and to match up correctly and things like that. And to be able to take, say, take away a weapon, I think that's a lot of scheming. But um, I don't really, I don't know enough about it. I, I think, like I said, I think they beat up on bad teams. I think they beat up on bad quarterbacks. Um, and the Colts, the Browns, the Lions, they all have bad quarterbacks and they, they beat them up and that's, that's fine. I mean, if that's going to build their confidence, like what else are they supposed to do? Not beat them up. So I think he's been, he's been fine. I don't really have a huge problem with him. Um, I would rather have um, him be announced as the play caller and just, you know, have that organizational structure. But I think he's been fine. And I think we just need to see how they're going to play against the Vikings and against the Bills and things like that. I yeah, mean, I think what's coming up is what we need to see to know the future of this team. I do agree. Um, I mean, but their offense – looked better than it could have against apparently a Jets uh, defense that's legit. Jets defense is good. So I kind of left that Jets game saying, oh, I guess it really is just the same old Jets. And I was wrong. And so that kind of, that's what the positive I got out of this week's 
about the offense was that wow, the Jets are actually legit and we played well against them. But uh, yeah, I mean, there's definitely problems. I mean, they and, they only scored one touchdown on offense against the Jets too, so it's not like and they and they and no, but Zach Wilson was giving them the ball in their zone. Every, every I time. mean, but let's not forget like Brady's last year when Brady wasn't when the defense was outscoring. The opponent's offense, half the games we played in the first, like, 10 games of the season. Yeah, and, I mean, if you're going to you play know, bad Brady teams. And... was a game manager and did a great job being a game manager, and we were perfectly content with that. So, I mean, I I can only be so negative on a game that we win because they're kind of doing what they're asked of it. I mean, I think the play call gets more passive because they're like, look, we're playing with the lead. Let's not give them an opportunity to get back in this game by giving them good field position. So I think, you know, like running it three times and then punting it down to their 20 isn't the worst play call. And that when the other team's offense can't move the ball at all, I'd rather them do that than them try and take some shots and risk fumbling or interceptions versus just, you know, playing passively and making them have to, Score. I agree, and that's going to pass offense is a good defense. They're that's going to work against teams like the Colts and and teams like that. And but, that that's the reason why I can only be so yeah, optimistic yeah. about this game. I would have felt better that, if I don't think I don't think like I didn't leave this game being like Mac missed this, Mac missed that. I thought Mac did what he was supposed to do, and they just kind of wanted him to. Chill out this game. As long as he's not turning the ball over, I'm fine with it. Like, it's fine. I just think that he's. If they would have scored the same amount of points, but say they scored two touchdowns or three touchdowns, I would be feeling a lot more confident. Um, Absolutely. No, I I, I agree. But I think the play calling, you know, like their third down play calling, they're like, let's not take stops on the field. Let's just take three and be happy with it. I don't even – like, the play calling that I have an issue with, it just seems like every time they pass the ball, it's four verticals, and Mac just has to sit back there and figure out where to – like, which mm-hmm. one of them to bomb it to. That's where I have – like, run some under routes, stuff like that. And Jacoby Myers is not a deep threat. He's great in the slot. Like, throw, throw those routes. I will say this is the most boring team to watch maybe ever. They are so boring on offense. It's it's. it's uh, I, I would say that their offense is boring. Their defense, oh my god, they yeah, missed no, the extra no. point. But the the offense is like, it's unwatchable football. It's like, oh, here we go, three and out, or oh, we got a turnover, sweet, two plays, field goal. Like it's it's so. Yeah, painful. no, I agree. I brought, I think their defense is super exciting. If you watch red zone, you would never see the Patriots. Um. Cam, don't know how much of this game you were you were privy to. Uh, do you have any thoughts? I looked at the stats. That's about it. Nick Folk had a great game for me. I'm excited about that. Nick Folk's a monster. He's so Nick good Folk. just because they can't they, score. They definitely put him to work. Uh, <laughs> He's earning that paycheck. Yeah, no, I don't have anything else. Guy's going to win an AFC Special Teams Player of the Week every week until the end of the season if it continues like this. Gotta um, have thirty this year. He, he, dude, he's not. I mean, he he's nails. He could be missing them. He hits them. So I had yeah. I I shared with the boys on the podcast. I made a Patriots tier list this week of the players. Um, I had him, meaning he's him. Good, average, bad, suck bag, and then irrelevant for all the all the practice squad players that barely touch the field. Um, I have two hims, meaning elite players on the team. 
Matt Judon, and Nick Folk. Nick Folk could miss his kicks, and he doesn't. Um, Now, turning to their opponent, the Colts. The Colts had a major freakout after losing to New England. I don't know why. Um, But Frank Reich is out, and of all the people they could have hired, they decided to hire Jeff Saturday. Now, Cam, I know you're not a Jeff Saturday guy. I like Jeff Saturday, actually. Um, he's a good friend of Mr. Crafts. He defended them during some of their scandals. Um, you know, great center, all-time center for the Colts. Um, I will say I don't love the hire, considering he's only coached in high school and had about a 500 record. Um, so, but I think they're just tanking. I think that they've realized them being a middler, which is what I'm afraid is going to happen to New England. Them being a middler for so long, they have a good roster in certain spots. They have a great running back, maybe kind of maybe fraudulent. Great running back, great de- like linebackers, good defensive front, good DBs. They had the best line in the league. It's kind of falling apart. <clears throat> but that one piece they're missing is quarterback. So I think they're thinking, let's bring in a guy who's never coached above the high school level, mediocrely. And uh, we'll lose every game, and we'll take one of these top five guys, three guys that are supposed to be in the top five picks. So um, I think that's the play there. I don't hate it in terms of trying to trying to build your team. Clearly, there's something wrong. I do think Frank Reich is kind of taking the scapegoat here. I know they were pissed at him for benching Matt Ryan um, and and some of the other stuff, but um, Jim Irsay is a buffoon and. Um, yeah, I hope Jeff Saturday does well. I do, because I, I like him. But uh, I would like to see Frank Reich in New England as their quarterback's coach. I would love to see that. Um, Cameron, your thoughts on the Saturday hiring? I know you're not a fan of his. Yeah, so I'll start with the, um, the firing. This was long overdue, really. I mean, Frank Reich's had his deal of controversy, and then last year, getting Carson Wentz, not making the playoffs, getting Matt Ryan this year, and then benching him. I mean, Colts fans were begging for his head um, a while back, so that's not the shock. Shock is taking that ugly buffoon Jeff Saturday to the sideline and thinking that they're going to do any better, which maybe they will. I don't care. I don't. I think it's kind of, if it were anyone else, I would think this is an awesome move. Who cares? Just give it a shot, see if it works. I guess I'm excited not to have to see his face on um, whatever show he was on, NFL Prime. I don't know what show he was on. He was on some morning sports show, and I cannot stand the dude's face. Um, I have a personal vendetta against him. Nothing to do with him as a person. He's probably a great guy. But I think that if you're an offensive lineman and you're a big body and you retire and you lose weight, you're an asshole. I hate it. You're a lineman for life. Keep the weight on. Stay big. Don't lose weight. Don't be ugly like Jeff Saturday. Um, I heard his press conference today. He was talking about how he's been in the locker room with guys for 14 years. <laughs> okay, like, like dudes? Sweet. It's going to make you a better head coach. I don't know. Can't stand the guy's face. Want to punch it all the time. He murdered me. He would probably kill most. Um, but I would take it. I would take it. I would, I would risk it to punch him in the face. 
Uh, Tucker, your thoughts on the Saturday hiring? Um, and the Reich firing? Uh, I I don't know much about Jeff Saturday. I'm not going to lie. Um, so I can't really say it. I like it because, I don't know, I think a lineman head coach is a cool thing, so I'm a fan. Um, but I really have no knowledge of him as a person. Um, well, I like the offensive lineman. I saw some of his, like, some of his posts came out after, like, his Twitter posts. Like, his last Twitter post was about how, uh, the Raiders are bad, and now he's playing, now he's the head coach going up against the Raiders, which I kind of love. Um. Other than that, though, I have no idea. Yeah, I think... I'll uh, pull up a picture of Jeff Saturday and just look at him and tell me that you don't want to punch him in the face. So the reason you don't like him is because he lost weight? I looked up pictures that I don't want to punch him in the face. There's That's the only reason, Trey, yes. <laughs> Are you expecting no him to stay reason. fat their whole lives? I think he needed... He, I hate him because he lost weight. Same with Joe Thomas. I hate Joe Thomas. He got skinny after he, he retired. Tucker, your lineman, you your lineman. Don't you disrespect lineman. I'm just losing weight. Tucker, did you see who got you know? inducted into the Jets Ring of Honor? I think it was against the Patriots. Oh, I think I heard about that. It's DeBrickishaw. DeBrickishaw Ferguson? DeBrickishaw Ferguson. Oh, I did see that, and I was a huge fan of that. Great player. I think he should be the next in line to be a head coach. Favorite Jets player of all time. Whatever he wants. Um, all right. Um, so quickly, between the three of us, give your midseason report card for your team. So Cam, you can give it for the Giants. Actually, I, I'll give one for the Giants as well. Start with the Patriots. I'm going to give them a C my or a D plus, D plus. So they C would be average, right? I think they're a little below average. Like I said, the offense has regressed. I'm going to give them a C-. I'll give them a C- because the defense is playing well. That's it. I think the coaching hires have been a disaster. I think the offense is a disaster. I think they, when they created this controversy, that was a disaster. Um, they haven't really shown the ability to beat playoff teams yet. Um, outside of maybe the Jets. So I'll give them that. But um, they haven't really had a game where they've kind of put it all together. I think the closest one was the Ravens. Um, they kind of fell apart at the end. But um, I don't know. Like I said, I think that they're they're below average, and I think and I would wouldn't be too upset if they lost the rest of the way, just so we could figure out some way to to clean up the act down there and get a better draft pick and stuff like that. Um, but we'll see. I'm just kind of washed on these on on this team. I, I don't know what it is. They just kind of. I'm not. Ex- I'm not excited about them. I'm not excited about watching them every week. Uh, for the Giants, I'll give them an A. I won't give them an A plus. I'll give them an A. Um, obviously, the coaching staff has come in and brought something new. They've revitalized Saquon Barkley, who I thought was cooked as far as an NFL elite NFL career goes. Um, Danny Dimes is turning up and and actually might be a decent quarterback. Um, they were willing to move on from Kadarius Tony, which we'll see if that was a good decision or not. But 
Um, he wasn't really fitting there, and they just kind of cut bait with him. And But, uh, yeah, I think they're a legitimate team, like I've said a hundred times. And I'll give him an A. Not an A-plus because they lost to the Seahawks. Uh, but I'll give him an A. Um, Tucker, your report card for the Patriots and Giants. Um, so far for the Patriots report card, I give a C plus, um, you know, they're winning, but not winning with the idea of being a contender, which I don't love, but I, I mean, I think that they need to win games, but it's hard because it just feels like you're in this middle place where I don't love. Because I prefer you either be bad and then we can work for a draft pick or be good and compete for a title. I just don't love being in this limbo. Um, and C-plus is like very low for me. It's, if they were worse, I'd be happier. Well, if they played the same, but we're three and seven right now, or three and six, I'd be happier than I am at five and four. Um, Giants, I'm gonna give a B plus. Only reason I give them a B plus, they've been playing really well, but it doesn't feel the same thing as the Patriots. Doesn't feel like they're playing for a title. They're playing at the peak of their ability, but. It still feels like they're a quarterback in a way, and at the way they're playing, I'm not sure how they're getting that quarterback. Maybe they can get something good free free agency. I don't know. But I just feel like there's a talent gap that's not there yet for them to be a title contender, and so that's what kind of worries me about this team. Cameron, report card for your Giants and the Patriots. Giants, I'm going to give you a minus. The A comes from just the fact that nobody thought we would have six wins right now. Minus comes from the fact... Kind of like Tucker said, I mean, they're not fun to watch, really, by any means. They're not blowing teams out. They're playing close. They got a lucky field goal break. Nobody's convinced that they're they're a Super Bowl caliber team. So that's the minus. The A is just kind of beating the odds. As for the Patriots, I'm going to go solid C. Uh, the 5-4, and four, they've kind of turned it around a little bit just because of the defense, but um, the underwhelming offense performance is true. Very, very underperforming. I would say um, they're not a Super Bowl caliber team. Maybe a quarterback away, but kind of got to fix some other issues too. Um, Yeah. All right. Um, Let's move on. The Jets beat the Bills this week. And just want to get your thoughts on where the Jets stand right now. How good actually are they? How much of it was kind of just a trap game for the Bills? Because um, people are kind of kind of really high on the Jets right now. And I'm still kind of low on them. Um, because I just don't see how they, like, they lost to the Patriots. They didn't just lose them. They looked really bad. Like, their offense looked terrible, right? And I think that the coaching isn't there for them to be an actual contender, um, especially in this division. I think the best they can do is the last wild card slot. And I don't think they'll make very much of a push. I don't know if you guys saw this, but there is another coin out there. Uh, last year there was a coin. I forget for what, which team it was, but it made it to like week 12 being right. 
there is a coin for the Jets right now that is right and has them going to the AFC Championship. So all hail the coin. Mm-hmm. Um, I think this to me was more about the Bills just not being ready. Um, I think they kind of took it easy, thought they'd beat the Jets. I mean, that happens to every team. You see it every time, like every year. A team just comes in and they're kind of lazy and and they lose. Josh, Josh Allen looked like Josh Allen from his rookie year, making stupid interceptions. Um, so I don't see this as a big coming out party for the Jets. I expect them to lose to the Patriots. I think that Bill Belichick can outcoach Robert Sala. I don't. I expect Sean McDermott to outcoach Robert Sala, but it, I think it's a lot closer than it is between Belichick and Sala. So um, I don't think the Jets are legit. I, I, Cam, you had them as frauds. I backed you up. I still think they're frauds. I think they they got lucky here, and I don't see them having a lot of success down the line here. Uh, what do you think, Cam? You think you? I think you said they were going to win three games for the rest of the year. Yeah, I don't know what I said. But they're frauds, but Sauce Gardner is unreal. Um, I said that just going into the draft, he was going to be a stud. And he's doing just that. He's been locked down all year. Um, 54, 54 QBR for uh, opponents throwing his way. So he's doing something right. And the defense is pretty good. I'm not going to lie. I mean, if you hold the Bills to 17, you're, or 14, right? 14? Yeah, I think I so. Mean, yeah, I mean, that's pretty darn good. The Patriots game, I mean, Belichick just has his way with the Jets. I almost nullify that entire matchup. Um, but the Jets are still fraud. Zach Wilson um, is still a child. Sauce Gardner is a beast, but... Uh, I really hope they make the playoffs, to be honest with you, because I, I just – I don't know why, actually. I don't like the Jets, but I hope they make the playoffs. Tucker? Um, I think the Jets are still the Jets. Um, I think this had a lot more to do with the Bills than I did them. I think their defense is definitely legit, but um, it's, it's still the Jets. And I know that I'll probably there'll be a point where I'm wrong about them, but it's just I don't know. Like we're playing the Jets in two weeks, and I I still like say eight out of ten times we beat them in that game. And this is a team, and if you put us up against any other six and three team, I don't have that much confidence. Um. All right. Um. Next game I want to talk about. Is Tom Brady back? Uh, Tom Brady and the Bucks played the Rams, the last two Super Bowl champions. The game kind of sucked, to be honest with you. Both teams couldn't do anything. Um, but in the end, the uh, Rams were up. Um, Bucks couldn't score. They gave the ball back to the Rams, forced a three and out, punted it to Brady and company. And they went about, what, 60, 70 yards in 45 seconds to get the win. They... Uh, Brady broke the record for most comeback drives, I guess. Um, but I've been saying it for weeks, man, that eventually this team was going to wake up. I think this was the shot in the arm they needed. Like you said, Tucker, the NFC kind of looks wide open. Uh, I was talking with Ben this week. And if the Bucks can just put together a good second half and sneak into the playoffs as like the four to six seed, um, I don't see any reason why they can't make a push to the Super Bowl. Um, 
Now, obviously, the offense has kind of been suspect. The defense hasn't been fantastic either. They've been good, not fantastic, but um, I think this was a turning point for them. I think they're gonna they they beat the defending champions on a last second touchdown. So uh, I think they just need to find their consistency. And I think if they get into the playoffs, which I believe they will, because their division sucks. If they get into the playoffs, there's a good chance that they can make a deep push because that's when Brady really turns it on. Uh, Tucker is Tom Brady back? Uh, this game did not show me that he was back at all. Um, I don't think you watched this game and was like, wow, Tom Brady. The last drive was great, but that entire game was just abysmal. I mean, both teams, it was, it was, that was a Falcons versus Panthers game with two teams that were supposed to be Super Bowl favorites. That's what I saw of this game. And no point during that game was I like, wow, high-level football is being played right now. I don't know. But a lot, right a lot now, of drops just, from the Bucks receivers. I'll just say that. A lot of drops from the receivers. Yeah, but I, I did you really – you watched that game with, like, Tom Brady's back? Um, the last drive. The last drive. I thought he's back. Um. I, uh, if you want to go over to me, I, I, I think he's back. I've said he's back. I never said he went away. Um, vision right now. There's a bad division or not. They're getting into the playoffs. The Panthers look like they're going to win, which means they're, they're going to still hold the division. The Falcons won't pass that. Um, let's take a look at the Bucks schedule from here on out because they did have a little bit of a tough, tough road. Uh, remember? Uh, yeah, they had the they had the Chiefs and then the Ravens and then the Rams and they ended up winning just one of those. They got the Seahawks this week and then the Browns, the Saints, the Niners, which could be tough, the Bengals, which could be tough, the Cardinals, which could be tough, Panthers, Falcons. I still think they're a shoe in. Um, they just got to win the divisional game and. Like you said, Trey, once they're in, it's anybody's fault. Tucker, do you think Brady's back if they make the playoffs? Are you going to bet against Tom Brady in the playoffs? I'm against Tom Brady in the playoffs every year. I don't think that's a um, contingent of whether he's back or not. Um, I've lost money all the time doing it. Um but I will continue to bet against him in the playoffs, yes. Okay. I won't do that myself. Um, last football topic I want to touch on, Aaron Rodgers. Um, they lost – the Packers lost to the Lions. Rodgers, they, I think they put up nine points. Rodgers looked terrible. Is this it for him? I think it is. I think he's totally checked out. I think he's been checked out. I don't know why he came back this year – to the Packers. Uh, we all thought he was going to leave. And then he's like, yep, yeah, I'm coming back to the Packers. Um, he's got a couple years on his deal. I think he's totally checked out. I think he does not care about football anymore. He, he's been screwed over a lot by that team in terms of their team building. They've never really put great weapons around them. They've had good ones here and there, like homegrown talents like Devontae Adams and Jordy Nelson um, and Aaron Jones. But they've never had like anybody outside of that. Uh, besides ancient Randall Cobb and things like that. 
Um, I just think that he's kind of done with football, and I think he'll retire at the end of the year, no question. This team's pathetic. Um, I think they just need to move on from Rodgers. I think it's it's kind of like when Brett Favre was there for the last couple of years, you know, the last time, and people kind of wanted to move on from him. And um, I just think I think that it's time to move on. You've had Jordan Love on the roster for a long time now. Maybe give him a shot. He might not be the guy. Maybe suck for a year or two, and then you find somebody else. But I think he's totally done, and I think this Lions game proved it. Cam, Rodgers done or not? No, I've made the take before. Rodgers is going to the Patriots next year. Um, I'm pretty confident in that one. I'm not at all confident in that one. Uh, Tucker, is Rodgers done? No, I think this is uh, like the year he wanted McCarthy gone. I'm, I don't really know what he, he wants a wide receiver, I guess. I think this year he's throwing a temper tantrum. Like, let's not forget Aaron Rodgers just one year went like five and eleven or four and twelve because he didn't like his head coach. I think he's annoyed about something. He's throwing a temper tantrum because he doesn't like what's going on. All right. Uh, last thing I want to touch on before we get into the list, guys, is the World Series. Quick question. Go ahead. What if Aaron Rodgers? What if a player in general just didn't come off the field? Like, they, they got benched, and they were so stubborn about it, they just didn't go. Like, they just stayed on the foul of the field. And they'd probably call, they'd call it to, I don't know. I'm, thinking, I'm just thinking, like, Aaron Rodgers, if he didn't want to get benched, he just, because Brady's done it before, I'm pretty sure. He's just stayed out there, just not gone benched. Yeah, and, I think they would just probably leave him out there. I don't think there's anything you yeah, can do. Yeah, I mean, what are you going to do? He just stays, and then they like he could literally blow games, and they could do nothing about it except maybe like suspend him. But I don't think I'll do that. Sorry, got sidetracked there. I was just thinking. Um, finally, the World Series has ended. The Astros are your world champions, much to my chagrin. Um, winner Tucker. Yeah, winner Tucker. The future caches. Um, but I, I mean, I hopefully they did it legitimately this time. I know there were some rumors of cheating going on for some pitchers and things like that. Um, I don't know. I they're kind of beca- the war the the Astros are kind of becoming like that Warriors, Chiefs. Like just count them in, count them into the World Series. Um. It's been more like, I don't know what it is about baseball, but it's like every other year that these teams make the World Series, like the Giants for a long time did that, San Francisco. Um, but I I don't know. I, I don't like them. I don't really care. I would have liked to see the Phillies win. I think it was they were a cool team. Um, I'm just kind of fully on to next year. I, I didn't even realize they won until like halfway through the next day. I didn't see one tweet about it or anything. So I don't think a lot of people care. Um, I don't think this team has a lot of support outside of Houston. So, whatever. Houston won. Tucker? Um, future cashed. I actually didn't even watch the game. I don't know. This this doesn't get the juices flowing. Um, baseball, if my team's not in it, I'm not watching the World Series. 
Yeah, kind of. It's kind of. Yeah, I'm kind of the same. But if you watch an inning here and there, but like ask me to watch a full game of baseball when I don't have a fighting interest in it, not my cup of tea. Um. No. Cam. No. No, I think no. I was a Phillies guy. I I hate the Astros. I didn't watch any of it. Stupid. All right, let's. Uh, move on to list, guys. We're doing TV dads. So these are dads that have been on television, television shows. It can be cartoons, it can be live action. Anybody that's a dad that, you know, takes care of his family, you know, it can be the, the funny factor, it can be the fatherly figure factor, it can be anything. Your top five TV dads. Does everybody have a list ready? For the most part. Why don't you yep. lead off then, Tuck? Uh, number five, I have a weird one. Show I liked when I was younger. It's Julius, played, played by Terry Crews, and everyone, everybody hates Chris. Funny character. I'm a big Terry Crews fan. I just remember when he was in a scene, it was funny. Like, every scene he was in was a funny scene in the show. I don't know. I, I, like, this is like a show that was always just on the background. I'd be like, oh, like, I'd, like, look over for a second. I'd be like, that was funny. Cam? Yeah, I gotta throw out some honorable mentions. Cause I, I, there's so many that I wanted to put on there. It was almost impossible. Um, honorable mention, I'm gonna go, uh, anyone see Modern Family? Yes. I just started watching it. I'm going with Phil from Modern Family. Um, and every other dad in the show. I just started watching it. It's good. Not enough to make my list. Um, also, Homer Simpson's knocking down the list. I didn't watch The Simpsons. So, I, I know who the guy is. He's disabled. Didn't make the list. Sorry. Um, Uncle Phil. Shout out. Rest in peace, Uncle Phil. For real. Um, my number five is going to be George Lopez. Um, name of the show. Good Dad. Max, Carmen, Smoking Hot Wife, Mexican. Throw some diversity in there. Um, another, like you said, Tucker, background show. You wake up at 3 a.m. to the kids jumping up with. Um, the funny thing is on with the TikTok generation, people have made comments like how everyone used to kind of wake up to that and, and have a fever dream. Nick at night would be on and it'd be like, whoa, what is going on? Uh, it happened to me a ton. I actually hated the, the Lopez show or whatever it was called because I would always wake up and be like, like groggy and be like, what is this that I'm seeing? Like You're a super jail guy. Super jail, yeah. Um, I'm having a tough time with this list, honestly. I don't really like my list as it stands right now. Um, I guess I'm going to kind of roll with it. Um, honorable mention, Homer Simpson, not a Simpsons guy. Never wants the Simpsons. 
Um, I'm going to sneak this guy into honorable mentions. He almost made my list. I didn't know if I was going to sub him out, but I'm just going to let it ride for now. Tony Soprano literally will kill for his children. Um, but it's not really, that show's not really focused too much on him being a father. Too, too much. Um, also, he does not like when his daughter starts dating an African-American man. So that's a tough look for him. Um, my, my list is a lot of animation. A lot of animation. I don't know if it's just because I don't really watch sitcoms and stuff like that. But my number five is going to be Stan Smith from American Dad. Shows shows about a dad called Dad. Um, I've kind of just got turned on to the show. Like, I always watched it, but I didn't really watch it too much. Christina likes to watch it at night when we go to sleep. So it's always on. It's really funny. It's, like, way funnier than I, than I remember. Stan is the funniest character in the show. Uh, CIA agent hardcore conservative um has an alien living with him hilarity ensues um i don't know stan's just really funny to me he's more fatherly than a lot of the uh i feel like a lot of the you know wacky comedy you know adult cartoon characters are um so i'm gonna go stan smith at my number five my also honorable mention jerry from rick and morty jerry i think they're smith too jerry smith from Rick and Morty. He's a, he's a funny TV dad, but he's not very good at his job as a father. Correct. Um, yeah. All right, Tugger 4. Uh, my number 4 is Peter Griffin. Uh, Peter Griffin, just the funniest dad. I kind of... He drops down on my list just because, I mean, in terms of his ability to father, he was terrible. I mean, like, he tells one kid to shut up all just shut up, Meg. Who let you in the house, Meg? The second one's just... I mean, it, like, if you watch the show, there's nothing good parenting in that show. But, uh, funny, one of the funniest characters in television. And, you know, he's a family guy. Cam? Number four, I got Chaz Finster. Um, that's Rugrats. Wow. Dad. That's a good pick, Cam. Now he's got to be on here. Look, if there you want to talk about fathering, take a look at my dude Chaz, single dad, doing it all. Got his kid, got a bunch of friends around him. Does everything for his kid. Takes him to Paris. Meets a girl that that his son actually likes and approves of. Um, this guy was just doing everything right. Not to mention the guy, the kid's got asthma, um, and, and he's got asthma. But he's also just a, a funny dude. He's a memorable character. Um, the glasses, the red hair, the, the mustache that's unfilled in the middle. Uh, class act guy, good show. Chaz at number four. I like that pick, Kim. I like to pick a lot. Stan, our single dads out there. Stay strong, Kings. Uh, my number four is going to be Peter Griffin as well. A lot of the same reasons Tucker said. Very, very funny. Not a very great parent. Don't think I've ever seen him interact with Stewie or Chris. I think the only thing I've seen him do... No, he interacts with Chris, but it's never, like, good interaction. The only thing... I think Lois does most of the parenting, but he is hysterical. He is a family guy, and he's a dad. Um... So he makes my list at number four. I like I said, I'm not loving my list. I suggested this list and I didn't even think about it till the rest before the list, and I'm not loving it. Uh, Tucker three. 
number three, I have Uncle Phil. Also, father, but uh, I don't know. I like one of the most iconic scenes in television is the Uncle Phil and Will Smith scene. Wow, he loved me, man. Uh, like tearjerker, really is a great parent. French Fresh Prince of Bel Air, awesome show, and him as like a parent to both his own son, but also to. Will Smith is awesome in that show. Didn't teach Will not to hit people, though. It's a tough look. Um, Cam, three. Marcus Mariota has made possibly the worst throws I've ever seen in one game. Um, I'm, I'm replacing Uncle Phil with uh, George Lopez and Uncle Phil. Just because of that one scene. I forgot about it. Um, oh, he left me, man. Yeah. He's a double dad duty. Gotta give him credit there where it's due. My number three is gonna be Hugh Neutron. Um, Jim 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 son. Um, classic, classic quotes. Uh, classic show. It's really, what he went with for throw? It's a, he was down, but classic, uh, classic face shape. And they went crazy with the shapes of people in that show, and Hugh. Just got the short end of the stick, the long end of the face. <laughs> he was an ugly looking dude. Loved ducks. I don't know where they come up with this stuff. Just a dumb dad. Loved ducks. Trips over sunflowers. They had an episode where he went caribou hunting. Like, I don't know where they came up with it, but um, the one liners from Hugh were always good. Trey, I don't know if he'll be on the list, but you can, you can give some of those off a little bit later. My number three is going to be Frank Reynolds. I feel like um, this is another one that's not really too much of a fatherly figure. Doesn't ever actually parent in the show. Uh, actually a terrible father. Shows up in season two and you think Trey, he's going to... you actually are coming up with a list of like some terrible dads. They're my favorite dads in television. Um... Frank Frank Reynolds is he he's the father of Dean Dean um, Dennis except he's not at all their father he's not actually their father at all they were bastards um, so yeah I mean Frank's an iconic character he's kind of the weird one out in the in the gang he funds all their uh, he's a father to all of them he funds all their uh, shenanigans he gets involved Manchita Angle Glaborian. Uh, has a lot of great characters. Um, but, yeah, I mean, not a great father at all. Used to um, buy himself whatever his kids wanted for Christmas just to make them upset. So, that's, I mean, that's a life lesson. You know, you can't always have what you want. But, uh, yeah, Frank Reynolds is going to be my number three. Tucker? Number three, uh, number two. Uh, Cam, this will be higher up on your list once we finish the show. It's Bill Dumpy. Phil Dumpy is the ultimate dad, just awesome character. This show is actually great. I might actually do a full run through. Is it on something, Cam? Yeah, it's on a it's on a Hulu. The reason it was an honorable mention is that I literally started it yesterday, and I have already honorable mention it. Yeah, um, great, great. He'll move up your list. He really will. I mean, just I've never really watched this 
show, but I remember like with my family, we used to watch these shows a little bit here and there. It was like a background thing, but great dad, all time great dad. Um, we'll be at the top of your list eventually. First episode, I'm the cool dad. And he is. Cam too. Don't forget who he's next to. Uh, number two, I got Peter Griffin a little higher up, guys. I love the show. I love Peter. Stand out for the show. He is the bad guy. At the end of the day, look, you think he's a bad dad. He's got three kids living under his roof and a wife who doesn't work. All right, he's bringing in all the loot for his family. He works at the brewery. Yeah, he's so what? He has a couple beers and parts in his daughter's mouth every once in a while. But he's the breadwinner. He pays for everything. He brings everything home for the kids. Um, and you know what they don't show in the episodes is how hard of a worker he really is. And I expect it about him. And he is the family guy. So um going with Peter number two. My number two is gonna be Hugh Neutron. Um, my favorite of like the cartoon dads between, uh, I don't think they ever say Timmy's parents' names, dad Turner and, um, characters like that. I think Hugh is far and away the funniest. He's pretty involved in the show too. He always kind of has his B plot going. Some of my favorite moments from him, of course, uh, what the ones Cam mentioned as well as his taco shack song, taco shack, taco shack. You eat cheese until you yak. Uh, the duck obsession when Jimmy goes back in time to meet uh, his dad back in the day to try to convince him to make an investment. And he's like a hippie, uh, caribou hunting, all of it. Um, and he's a good dad, too. He, he sits, he dedicates the time to sit down and talk to his son. His son may be vastly smarter than him, but he's still still showing that he loves him. Still, still trying to give that bodily advice. Hugh Neutron is an elite TV dad. Got to be on the list. He's my number two. Uh, Tucker, number one. Uh, my number one is Eddard Stark from Game of Thrones. Ultimate father. Sacrifices life. For honor. Just honorable dude. Raised good children. Honorable children. Had four great children at the end of... No, wait. Rickon. Rickon, Arya. What's Brand. her name? Sansa and uh, Bran. And, and Rob. Rob. And Rob. Uh, and then he raised John, so I'll count Rob, John as his child. Yeah, I mean, if you're going to count um, so raised so. six kids, you know, in a day where, like, in age where, like, if you're doing that in charge, people really didn't parent, especially as fathers. You know, all the fathers were out fucking around and, like, you know, doing all that. He raised six honorable children. The king of the north, the queen of the north, the king of the seven kingdoms, Jon Snow, who should have been the real king of the seven kingdoms. I mean, Arya, who was a fucking killer, who, you know, he was like, you know what? Like this whole like princess stuff isn't for her. I'm going to teach her how to fight. He trained her how to fight, which was like very uncommon. Great father. All time great father. My number one on the list. Cam? Sad that you didn't have this guy, Tucker. Trey, I don't know if you'll have him. Probably not. Stan Tanner. Not That's a sick American. guy. It's yeah, American. he doesn't make my list. I even thought about Danny Tanner's, and I don't really care. Okay. It's not just because Bob Sanger died. Definitely goes into it. But he's America's dad. 
it was the first one that came to mind. TV Dad, I just think Danny Tanner. Um, he was just the typical, like, awkward, dressed, uh, got the whole family living in his house, Uncle Jesse, Uncle Joey, all their kids, they're all living in his house, and he's, like, taking care of them all. Uh, gave some great advice. I actually watched Full House, like, a good amount of it as a kid, um, and nothing like my father whatsoever, but I guess that's what's supposed to be. Um, uh, he's just, like, the stereotypical dad, and Bob Saget died, so, number one. Uh, Tucker, you drill it. Number one's Ned Stark, uh, for all the points you said. Um, not only did he father his children well, he took in his nephew, raised him as his own, despite a lot of, uh... Despite it being a shot at his honor. Yeah, despite a lot of flack that he, that he gets, him being the most honorable man on the planet, having to wear that badge of shame, uh, he knew what was the right thing to do, and he did it. Like you said, he raised the Queen in the North, the King of the entire Seven Kingdoms, um, as well as a Lord Commander of the Night's Watch. The woman who saved the world in Arya Stark. Without her, everybody's dead. Um, yeah, and Rickon kind of sucked, but you know he tried. Um, but he did it all, and he made that impact. You could feel his impact. He was only in the first season. You could feel his impact throughout the entire show. The, the lessons that he taught his kids uh, continued with them. Got to be the goat of TV dads. Just raised five, six badass kids. And, um, yeah, so that's that's the easy number one for me. I think you drilled it, Tucker, with everything you said. Uh, all right, that's the list, guys. That's our show. Shorter one today without Dill. We wish him well. Um, but, yeah, that's all we got. Uh, check us out on our socials. Hopefully we'll be back next week at full force. We'll see. Who knows what could happen. I could die, as Cam mentioned. Um, so we'll see. But uh, thanks for being wasted with us, and we will see you next week. Bye. See you. Yeah.